Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast with Nicole, Bridget, and Renee. And today, Bridget will be recapping her family's recent West Coast Disneyland vacation. We'll be talking about where she stayed, what she ate, and her family's favorite experiences. I was totally stalking your Facebook page, I just have to say. And when you put the side-by-side pictures of Cora's first and her last Bippity-Boppity-Boutique experience, I like started to tear up. Got emotional. I won't lie. You know, her first experience was when she was three and um, she's 11. You can do it until you're 12. But she said, I think I want to do it one more time and then that's it. And I had like vibes of her first time getting it done. And I, I got I got a little teary eyed. The Bippity Boppity Boutique, you feel like that experience is going to last forever for your kid. And then all of a sudden it's the last one. But yeah, that was a good side by side. And our girls are the same age and same yeah. thing. Sophia started when she was three and I was like, oh my God, I only have one year left of the boutiques. Yeah. So it yeah, does it was fun. I'm glad we did it. My husband was like, I can't believe you're doing that again. And she, she really wanted to do it one more time. So we, we rolled with it. No, I love that. Uh, but I want to just talk about your experiences because I know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we did some things that were the same, some things that were different. And so I'd love to get your take on what you liked, what you didn't like, what you would do again, and maybe what you'd avoid. Yeah. I mean, we could start with where we stayed. Of course, there there are three official Disney hotels at Disneyland Resort. We have Paradise Pier, who is in the middle of a transformation into Pixar. And we did walk through that hotel and checked out some of that first floor refurbishment. And it's going to be really cute. So if you're a Pixar lover, absolutely. You're going to have to check that out. Um, the Disneyland hotel, we've stayed there. It's beautiful. The Grand Californian is really nice. It has excellent proximity to the parks. Um, but there's only three official Disney resorts. Um, and these are really great choices, but they are going to be the most expensive options. Um, many people might not be aware that there are 58 good neighbor hotels associated with Disneyland. Um, that's a lot of hotels that you can choose from. And I will say, you know, for people who aren't familiar, if you think of like Walt Disney World, it's, I mean, it is literally night and day. Like mm-hmm. there are some, you know, with the exception of a couple of locations, you can't see other resorts. Yeah. And then when you're in Disneyland walking around, you can't take five feet without walking into yeah. another hotel or resort. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's lots of options. They have a good variety of good neighbor hotels. There's suites. And the way that um, they are separated, you know, at Disney World, it's value, moderate, deluxe, deluxe villa. And um, for good neighbor hotels, they're suites, superior, moderate, and deluxe. Last year, we it was our first year trying a good neighbor hotel and we stayed at the Westin and I absolutely loved it. It was new. It was beautiful. Um, less than a mile away from the parks. Uh, and so I really, really enjoyed the Westin. This time we stayed at another superior resort. We chose the Hilton Anaheim. That's where the convention center is located. 
Um, and it had, again, great proximity. We were right beside of a Walgreens and a CVS, so we could walk in and buy little snacks and waters um, to keep in the room. I did not prefer this resort over the Westin. Um, it was a little bit more dated. It is ginormous. It was a huge hotel, um, but the proximity to the park was really great. So I do like that we can save money staying at a good neighbor hotel. And I like that it is a short walk to get to where you need to be. And I will say this too about those good neighbor hotels. And just, I think the main difference between Disneyland and Disney World, you know, when we, one of the times we went, we split it up. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did part Grand Californian and part Good Neighbor you know, but what I liked was we could also walk to the IHOP for breakfast. Whereas yeah. I feel like in Disney World, if you're staying on property, you're really committed to eating mm-hmm. kind of on site, either quick service or table service dining. Yeah. So I do like that, especially with those good neighbor hotels, you're in great proximity. Like you said, like the convenience mm-hmm. of being able to get to a pharmacy if you need it, mm-hmm. I feel like is invaluable. And yeah. being able to get dining that, you know, might not be Disney dining. Yeah. I do like that option too. Yeah, there's a lot of walkable dining options that are not in that downtown Disney or park district. Um, So it gives you a little bit of flexibility. You know, there's quite a few hotels that are right beside the main gate or across the road. So I know there's a Best Western Plus that is literally right across the road. There's a Tony Roma uh, restaurant that's right there as well. So lots of really good options. I I think the, the main negative with staying at a good neighbor hotel is that you do not get early entry. Um, into the parks. It's only those three main Disney resorts that will receive early entry for that 30 minutes before the general public can get in. But if that is, you know, not a deal breaker for you, this is a really good option and it's going to save you money. You know, the other thing that I noticed too, because if you're thinking about perks of staying at a good neighbor versus Disney resorts was the park pass reservations, at least for Mm -hmm. this year, because if you're staying at a Disneyland resort hotel, you, your park pass reservations are in a different bucket. So parks might be sold out a particular day if you're at a good neighbor. Um, But since we started talking about dining and, you know, restaurants on site, um, I always love to hear about the things that you ate on your trip, because I know before we've talked snacks at Disneyland and Mm -hmm. you have mentioned some fabulous things. So I'm just, I'm just wondering what this trip looked like. Yeah, we, we ate a lot. (laughs) We ate a lot. (laughs) We had a lot of snacks. I think our goal this time was to try new things. Um, We do not get to Disneyland as often as we get to Disney World. We're at Disney World multiple times a year. Disneyland, you know, once a year. And so we wanted to try some new things. I will say the number one top thing that we ate was the garlic pretzel bread from Edelweiss. And it is across from where the Matterhorn is located. It was phenomenal. One day for lunch, we went to um, Troubadour and got baked potatoes. And then my husband went to Edelweiss and picked up this garlic pretzel bread. And so we sat down at Jolly Holiday, which is not even beside (laughs) it. And we got more things. And we just had like this hodgepodge for lunch of different things. But the garlic pretzel bread was number one on my list. It is a big piece of bread with cheese. It had amazing cheese pool. Um, and it was garlicky, cheesy goodness. A hundred percent recommend. Um, that's number one. Now you mentioned that 
you were at Jolly Holiday. Did you yeah. at least get something from there? We did. Yeah. So we love the tomato soup and, and grilled cheese. That's a classic. They have a new soup. It's a corn soup um, with a birria uh, grilled cheese that you can get there. We didn't get that this time, but we're going to be back. Nicole and I are going to be back at Disneyland in about 21 days. So <laughs> that's Which I'm, list. I keep saying like, oh, it's forever away. And then I looked and I was like, no, 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 no. Like it's coming up. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, we love the tomato soup and the grilled cheese. The are no, probably, and I know that this might sound silly, but our number one thing that we get every visit is the coconut macaroon. Do you, I love coconut. I love oh, coconut. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I feel like people either love it or hate it. And I will say, I feel like it's smaller this year. Oh. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. But anyways, the coconut macaron is delicious. It's from Jolly Holiday. This year for the Halloween version, it had chocolate chips in it. Ooh. And it was super yummy. Um, and it's supposed to look like the Matterhorn. And so of course you get your iconic little picture holding up your your little treat next to the to the Matterhorn. Um, but yes, we love, and we also had, there is a macaron. So, you know, we have macaroons and we have macarons. Macarons are the French little cookies. Um, and they had a, a raspberry macaron that we had as well. That was really great from Jolly Holiday. Coconut, chocolate, and raspberry are my absolute favorite. So good. Um, what about my favorite snack to get Disney World is the churro. Do they oh, have yeah. similar? Okay. Have you had the churro toffee? I have not. You have not. So um, we love churros. Of course, they are better at Disneyland. I don't know why, but they are better. They had a lot of specialty ones, but I like just the plain OG one, the uh, cinnamon and sugar. Yep. That's my favorite. But there is a, a churro toffee that you can get. It's in a square and it's a, a really delicious piece of toffee that they dip in white chocolate and then roll in that churro cinnamon sugar mixture. And it is super yummy. One of my favorite candies actually. Um, and it's very shareable. I couldn't eat the whole thing by myself, but the three of us could split it and it was fine. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about getting was the sourdough bread that oh. you got. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want you to talk about it first, and then I want to tell you why I love that. I haven't had it, but why I love yeah. love the idea of this. Yeah. So over in that new San Francisco area at um, California Adventure Park, one of the things that my daughter, who is 11, has to do multiple times is walk through the bread area, and you get a little sample. They give you a piece of bread for free, and you can walk through as many times as you want and get your little samples. Well, they also this year had a Baymax sourdough bread. It was large, completely shareable, um, but we got it one day to go along with our lunch. But that area has amazing sourdough bread. You can get Mickey-shaped, Baymax-shaped. They have bread bowls with different types of soup that you can get in it. It's a really nice, high-quality sourdough bread um, that you can also take home. It's a great thing to take home with you as well. And the reason I love this so much is when we went... It was a, I mean, feels like forever ago now, but we took a vacation to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love seeing along the wharf there was the Bowdoin Bakery, yeah. which was their giant sourdough um, storefront with same things. Their sourdough bread was in the shape of animals. I think they had like pigs and gators and everything. But I just love that Disney kind of, because this is clearly a play on that. Yeah. So I just love that Disney took something that was so iconic to the San Francisco wharf yeah. And then, of course, reimagined it and made it its own. So. Yes. 
it's delicious. Definitely something to check out. Uh, anything else? Any other good for anybody who might be listening and heading there? Any other good? I th- well, so we know that Dole Whip is really iconic and there's two places that you can get it in Disneyland Park. There's a little kiosk that only does the regular pineapple Dole Whip. Um, and so you can grab that there. But if you walk over beside Jungle Cruise, there is a little quick service area called Tropical Hideaway. And they have a little bit more variety for your uh, Dole Whips. You can get pineapple, they have a strawberry, they have a mango. Um, you can get a swirl, a mix of multiple different flavors. But my favorite is probably the most odd It's called the Chili Mango Whip, um, and it has mango Dole Whip, and then it has Chamoy, the liquid uh, chili candy-flavored yumminess, and so it has Chamoy and tahine, and then there is a salsa on top of it, Um, but it's not a tomato I can't even, like, picture how this concoction comes together. (laughs) It has a salsa on top of it, but the salsa has... Um, mango and pineapple. It has a little bit of jalapeno and it does have some cucumber in it as well. And then there's a dried mango piece that's on top. It's really pretty, amazing Instagram videos and pictures, but it is really good and shareable. My husband and I could absolutely share one of those because it's pretty large. And that served you around? Yes, year round. I get it every time. It's a very odd thing we do not have in Florida. Um, I wish we did. I really do think that it could be popular. But if you like that sweet, salty, spicy combination, put it on your list for sure. All right. I'm going to put it on my list for November. (laughs) And I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let me know what you think. I know. I feel like it is polarizing because it can be a little bit, um, the look of it's a little odd. I that's that's what I think would turn me off but yeah. I do like sweet salty like yeah. sweet salty spicy yeah. I love all you might things. like it um all right so I know you were there you were just there so yeah. all of the fantastic fall and Halloween things were going mm-hmm. on um the overlay at the haunted mansion what were some of your best experiences yeah I mean since we're starting with the haunted mansion definitely haunted mansion holiday it is I I am I feel like there's a ride or die crowd for the nightmare before Christmas. And that's not me. I'll tell you a really quick story about why uh, the nightmare before Christmas scares me. I was a small, I was a child when that came out and my older cousin took my little sister and I to see it in the movie theater. And I remember being scarred. Like it was (laughs) to me that as a, as a young child, I was so scared seeing it in the theater. And so it's like, not my thing. I don't like it at all. However, I love Haunted Mansion Holiday. I think it is a really, really nice balance between spooky and fun. And I prefer the holiday overlay over the regular Haunted Mansion, even from somebody that doesn't love Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, I, so I don't love the movie, so yeah. I'll be there with you, yep, but yep. not for the same reasons. Wasn't scarred, just not <laughs> as huge, but I love the music. Like I will yeah. listen to the soundtrack the entire yeah. month of October and love mm-hmm. it and won't put the movie on. Yeah, no, I, I, I won't watch it again. I can't. <laughs> I can't. My cousin, Michelle, she scarred me for life. She ruined it. Michelle, if you're listening. You know, so I love the holiday mansion, the haunted mansion holiday. Definitely probably the top. Um, The other thing that I'll mention is just Cars Land in general. It is such a cool 
place to be. Whether it's Halloween or any other time, it is an immersive experience from the cozy cone where you can go get ice cream or popcorn. Oh, we got dill pickle popcorn. Uh, yeah, the Cozy Cone Popcorn area, they had different flavors and we got dill pickle. It was really yummy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of snacks. There's uh, a few rides that are there, but just that area is so cute. And they do decorate it for the holidays too, yeah. right? Like, yeah. 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 They have all the, the cones look like jack-o'-lanterns and um, they have uh, purple lights that are hung up everywhere. It's a really cool experience. Uh, definitely Radiator Springs Racers is the biggest attraction that is there. Um, but yeah, we loved Luigi's Roadsters and then the, the tomato ride that throws you around just like yes. alien swirling saucers at Disney world, but, um, it's you know what? Halloween during, during Halloween. You know what I love? I love the tomato and I hate alien swirling saucers. Yes. It's the same ride, but for Why? some reason when it's ours themed, love it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. No offense to the aliens. No. I don't know what it is, but I absolutely but so, agree. Um, you know, one thing I'll hear too is like, you know, if I'm talking to families and they say like what not to miss, I definitely say Cars Land and they're mm-hmm. like, my kids aren't into cars. I'm like, you don't have to be into cars. It's just yeah. like so immersive. And to see the neon on at night too. Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a great spot. Yeah. Walk through during the day, but definitely come back at night to, yeah. to walk through it. And it has a really nice connected area to Avengers campus. So if you're over at Avengers campus and you just hop over, it's, it's really accessible from a lot of different areas. Um, anything else that you guys did? Well, you know, I, I love fantasy land at Walt Disney world, but there's something that hits different about fantasy land at, uh, Disneyland. Peter Pan is different. It's a little bit longer. Um, it has a few dips, which is kind of, we, for some reason, we never paid attention to that before, but I love Peter Pan. Um, but it's different. There's the Snow White ride that I really like. Alice in Wonderland, um, your little caterpillar goes outside and then back in. Um, I will give a shout out to Mr. Toad. You know, I've mentioned this before. I do not like Mr. Toad. However, if you're going to Disneyland, just write it. Like, it's fine. Just write it because it's something you can only get there. But I think Fantasyland is a really neat experience and it's very different than it is at Walt Disney World. Yeah, like I said, I was following all of your photos and I was like, oh, I wish I was there. And then I was like, oh, I'll be there soon. And then yeah. again, I realized just how soon our bags are still out from our last trip. And I was just about to put them into the attic. And that I was, was like, in August, right? <laughs> it's been sitting in our hallway since the end. I, Let's put it this way. I got back the beginning of September. So the way that oh, I okay. look at it is they've only been out for over a month. Yeah. And there's no but reason I was to put them, them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, well, I shouldn't put them away. We're heading, no. we're heading back out. That's right. I think we have some things to look forward to for our next visit. You know, what I like is we'll be there for the kickoff to the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because we don't get out to the West Coast as often, just because we're all the way over here in the East Coast. Yeah. I love that we're going to be able to experience Disneyland as it is year round for the most part. And then be there to see all of the holiday stuff because I am a sucker for holiday stuff. Yeah, I agree. That wraps up another episode of the My Mickey podcast. Thanks so much for listening. As always, be sure to reach out to the dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel if you're ready to plan an upcoming adventure to Disney or beyond. They have the tips and insider secrets to enhance your vacation experience. You can learn more at MyMickeyVacation.com. We'll see you real soon.